Welcome to episode two. Yes. Of Tea Time with the Blazing Babes. What's good? Um, we are <laughs> we are joined here by a guest babe. Yes, a very special guest babe in the house. We already know Ms. Erica. <laughs> it's me. Please introduce yourself. <laughs> Well, my name is Erica. I am joining this lovely podcast, and yes. I'm extremely excited. Uh-huh. Um, we love to hear it. I feel like I'm in an icebreaker right now in college, where everyone's just staring at me, and they're <laughs> like, introduce yourself. Name, like, major, okay. where are you from? Okay. Yeah, so I am a biology major oh, at yes. Virginia Commonwealth University. Here we go! And um, <laughs> one interesting fact about me, I guess... I was born and raised in Japan, and I met these two la- lovely ladies. What do you in Japan, know? And yes. we've been best friends ever since. Yes, we love it. Yes, destiny you know. has brought yes. us here. Fate. What can we say? Has brought us here. Fate. Loyalty. Yes. So has as Erica said, <laughs> I'm sorry. As, it's okay. As as Erica said, we we all met in Japan. All grew up in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally met Erica in the third grade. Mm-hmm. Literally, that's right. Very Damn. very young, over um, a decade ago. What? Right, it's been about well, like twelve years. I don't know. I'm not very good at math, but it sounds about right. Honestly, I <laughs> like that. Let me do I that. Like that. Let me yeah. just put that in the calculator, right? right. <laughs> sounds about right. But yeah, no. Like, like third that. grade, we we met. You were in Miss Dawn's class, and I think I was in Mr. Hunter's. Like we were literally right next door. I remember that. Oh god. Um, I mean, I don't. I don't remember the name. I, I thought I was in the ladies' class. <laughs> I don't know. I know it was a I... lady. What year were we in third grade? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in third grade. Yeah, but what year What year was that? Like, 2000? Uh... Graduated 2017. Minus... Nine? <laughs> oh. About 2005? Wait. Yeah. Oh. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. My... <laughs> Six? I'm so sorry. I was thinking about kindergarten no. for a second. Uh, eight? <laughs> 2008? 2008. 2008. 2008. All right, all right, all right. 2008. This That's is why I'm not a math major. That's 12 years. Yeah, but... Okay, Damn. so she was right. Wow. Yeah. Okay, mathematician. <laughs> no. I was still counting not in very my good. head, low-key. <laughs> not very good. Trying. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, yeah, we met in that time, and then... When did you meet Katrina, Erica? Like fifth grade, right? Same time. Yeah, I think fifth grade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was like when we started hanging out, and then mm-hmm. I think with our whole group was like middle school. Yeah. It was like when we kind of all yeah. just kind of met each other and hung mm-hmm. out. Definitely right. sixth grade was like uh, the, the turning point for this whole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sixth grade was. I knew I was crazy. Crazy as the start of our um, wow, our bitchiness. I think 
we can like express it now i think we can like literally yeah you're right if anyone from our past if anyone that we used to hang out with in middle school is listening to this Look, me, you know, I can't like, speak for everyone real. else, but me, genuinely, I'm so sorry if I ever was me. No, or like you, because I, I know I was a bitch. Apologize. Yeah, I, was yeah, I genuinely apologize. I won't even. Like I wasn't that. even that cute to be commenting on people like that. Like that's the only thing. No, where from... I just don't understand. Who the fuck <laughs> that's how I, I feel. I can't. I can't. I was just thinking, I like, who do we think we are? Yeah, no. Is this, who no. Do we think That's we how are? I feel about myself. Like, looking back, me with my ugly little small purple glasses that didn't even fit on my face. <laughs> like, and I'm out here um, being mean to people. At least y'all weren't decked out in just my shit every day going to school, looking dumb as hell. <laughs> and won't nobody gonna tell me. I, I mean, but dumb. like. <laughs> But, like, around that time, it was, like, the normal thing, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's right? crazy to think back, like, look at how we were, like, in middle school and, like, seeing how kids are now. Mm-hmm. Like, right. It, it makes me, like, be embarrassed because I was like, oh, my God, I look like that. And I, like, just started looking like these kids mm-hmm. when I was, like, going into high school. But it's also, like, right. going with the times, like, when we were young, like, that was hip. Kind of. I, maybe. <laughs> we thought we were the shit. Yeah, it's, really it's kind of embarrassing. I don't understand. Wow. I don't even want to think about I it, because I get secondhand embarrassed. <laughs> oh, God. I just get secondhand embarrassed thinking about it. Oh, my God. I was looking back on my Facebook messages. The way I used to type, who was oh my I? God. Like, I had all caps. Only one. I used to. Um, I used to capitalize the first letter of every single freaking word, <laughs> and then add extra U's, extra O's. Like, oh, so stupid. Like what? And then like a space period yes. after every. <laughs> and then X D, and then X, and then like the little parentheses. <laughs> Right. The boxy parentheses. Right. Oh my god. Eyes. The brackets or whatever they're called. The boxy parentheses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Oh wow. I am ashamed. That's, yeah, that's why wow. I had to delete my Facebook. It's uh-huh. too embarrassing. Like yeah, I literally sick. will look on my Oh, did you delete it? What? You deleted your Facebook? You deleted your Facebook? No, I was thinking about it because, like, I one time, like, just started going through my Facebook and just reading, like, the comments I would leave. Traumatized you. The statuses. I was like, my future, like, my future employees can, like, read this. Like, and they'll be like, what the heck is going on here? Can y'all hear me swallowing? Like. (laughs) No, okay. What? Can you hear me swallowing my water? What did you say? (laughs) No, okay. I don't know why my mind just went to the gutter. Uh, like, okay. well, now we know what to discuss in our next podcast. Oh God, here he is. Lay it on them, sis. I mean, because this know. podcast, we talk about anything. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna talk about anything. Why don't we ask Erica what's on her mind? Erica, what's on your mind? For today? Oh God, you know, right? Like, what's 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 juicy? What's sizzling on the on the on the um? Sizzling on the barbie for today. <laughs> give us, 
Let's do tea. Yes. <laughs> Maybe have some tea. Give us a little pot of hot tea. A little cup of tea. <laughs> I don't have any tea, you guys. A I'm like hot. <laughs> I feel like I'm the most boringest person out there. Boringest? Yeah, I know it's not a word, but I am a very boring, plain um, individual. It's okay. I, know. I mean, honestly, at this point of our lives with this quarantine, nothing's happening. For exactly. Anybody, Why are you so... think people listening to us right now? <laughs> oh, I guess I could talk about I um I just moved. I moved okay. into a new okay. apartment. Yes. And I feel okay, like I'm moves. very I'm very happy with everything yes, that's going happy. on with my life right now. I'm very content. Yes, content. You know? Yeah. Um, I used to be very stressed out okay. with my mm. old living situation. I feel you on that. Um, but now I have gotten rid of the toxicity that was in my life. And I don't let it bother me anymore. Always gotta do mm-hmm. that. And, um, yeah, I'm just a lot more um, at peace. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a good word. Very free. Very free yes, experience. That's yes. Sometimes we get to do things that we want to do just to, you know, we don't want to jeopardize our sanity. So in order to be able to make sure that we're fending for ourselves and standing up for ourselves, we gotta do what we gotta do. You know? Yeah, for sure. Right. You have to physically remove yeah, yourself. Yeah, I feel like really as you I feel like as you get older, you start to realize um, how toxic people can be. I feel like when you're younger, you just kind of want to be mm. around people mm-hmm. and to make sure that everyone likes you mm-hmm. and that you're um, a part of the crowd. Mm. But I think as you get older, you start to realize yes, stuff like that really has a lot on your mental health and like who you are as a person, who you want to be as a person. And like for me. I just knew it wasn't a good situation mm-hmm. and it took me two years to realize like I wasn't I wasn't in a friendship that I wanted to be in mm-hmm. but I just didn't want to have my image of myself tarnished because a lot of people I feel like when you stick up for yourself they don't like that and mm-hmm. they um, will tear you down for it mm-hmm. and that was like my number one fear but as I went through it I was like okay it doesn't even matter what you think anymore because I'm jeopardizing who I am as a person mm-hmm. to make sure that you still like me, mm-hmm. even though I don't really know what's even going on between us. That makes any sense. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that like, was like important. Yeah. It's, it's difficult to be in that situation to where you know you may have toxic friendships, but like you don't want to let them go, but you have to let them go. But when you finally let them go, you just feel like a weight is just lifted off of you. Mm-hmm. You know, like because being in a toxic friendship can be like such a burden on you, like you said, on your emotional health and emotional mental health is so important. Yeah, like yeah, like I. But yeah. Well, I'm happy you were out of that toxic situation. Like, no, it was definitely something I needed to get out of. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't talk about toxic friendships because I think everyone always, I think with anything in general, no one wants to talk about like um, bad things in their life or like toxic people. Um, and I think just more because they want to paint this like. Mm-hmm. good image or like this perfect image of themselves like yeah. nothing is bad is happening 
but I think it's more important to like talk about the things that you've been through because it really demonstrates the person that you are now in like how you handle situations Mm -hmm. and uh, how you can stand up for yourself and and not allow it to happen again. Yeah. That makes any sense. Right. It's really important. Yeah, like I've personally like had to distance myself from like well one friendship was like actually terrible she would always like bring me and my other friend down so it's like I'm, ha- I'm happy I'm not friends with you anymore but the other one I always enjoyed being around but like I had to just let that go yeah and that's the thing like yeah. that's what held me back is like you have so many like memories with that person and you like it's literally like a toxic like mm-hmm. relationship like you look mm-hmm. back and all the good things and you're like oh my god this was so good but there was also a lot of bad things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you like would mm-hmm. try to counter counteract the good things to the bad things and kind of be like oh well they did this even though they did this to me yeah. and that's not how it should work mm-hmm. like you shouldn't have to like make excuses for someone mm-hmm. for the way that they're treating you and be like oh well they're still a good friend even though they really weren't a good friend. Yeah. I feel like the minute you right. have to make excuses for someone, then that's how you know, like, you're just kind of compensating for, you're overcompensating for the other person. And then you yeah. realize, like, mm-hmm. why should I be making excuses for someone when they're clearly showing me their true colors? And then, like, mm-hmm. I guess that helps you kind of realize, like, weigh your options and, you know, decipher between the good and the bad better. But, like, I think that we, like, owe it to ourselves, too, to know, like, at this age we're understanding like what we deserve in a friendship and like what maybe we can pick and choose what we will allow to affect us you know in in any kind of relationship too like you can kind of just be able to like we're kind of growing with the experience but like we kind of know at least a good amount of like what we can say is good and what we do deserve and then like what we don't you know see as like potential for a better friendship or you know a better relationship with significant with a significant Mm -hmm. other like you know I think they all kind of go hand in hand but like the fact that we're able to realize that now is better than like having all these built-up toxic relationships in our like like past or adolescent years and then we're Mm -hmm. stuck with like all this negativity so you know we do owe it to ourselves honestly I'm proud for coming up you know for knowing this early in life (laughs) I think everyone deserves that Mm -hmm. and like they should have a they should be able to stand up for themselves um and not be afraid to speak their mind because I think that really stops people and that's the thing with like our society now is like you're always afraid of being judged Mm -hmm. and I mean I know I was like growing up like in especially like in high school Mm -hmm. like I don't know if you guys went through this Mm -hmm. like moving back to the states like for me like, people would make comments to me, but, like, in my mind, like, I'll be like, okay, well, just, like, laugh it off. Like, oh, like, laugh, because they'll think it's funny. Like, they think it's funny, mm-hmm. and then they'll like me. But deep down, you're like, that kind of, like, hurt to hear you have to say something like that to me. But, like, I still want to fit in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why mm-hmm. should I have to compensate who I am just for people to like me? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the sucky thing about growing up in general. It's just like you have you try to mold yourself into this way that society tries to like make girls seem or like guys seem just so that you'll fit in when it really shouldn't be like that at all. Mm-hmm. And I think it's sad that we have to we understand that as we grow up and go to college and it's like, oh, there's different people and like 
people do this, people do that. Like, not everyone is fit into this one mold, and that's what makes you popular in that sense. Yeah. Which I think is pretty shitty mm-hmm. of, like, society. <clears throat> yeah, like, from personal experience, like, you guys might relate to this too, but, like, I remember going into college and thinking, like, oh, I have to be in a sorority just because, like, um, because I want to have, like, friends and stuff. And I, and I know people make, like, genuine friendships and sororities, but, like, from, like, me witnessing people in sororities during my freshman year, I realized that a lot of those friendships were actually fake. Like, mostly in, like, the, um, the more popular sororities, you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there were just, like, some fake girls, like, obviously. And I was like, damn. Because now that they're in it, they have to kind of live up to that. But I'm, I just feel blessed that I didn't have to go through that. Because, like, I don't need to please anybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I guess Katrina can speak like more on it. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. she's in a sorority, so it's... I think everyone has their own... Uh, misconceptions about it mm-hmm. so I guess it's kind of yeah. good to hear it from the person's mouth who's actually gone through it yeah um I don't know like it's it's definitely different like I never really thought of going into Greek life going into college like I was in the same boat where I was like I don't think I would ever see myself in a sorority going in um and then like sophomore year came around and like I just completely like sophomore year was definitely very toxic very crazy going in so um it kind of like led me to like try to find a place on campus where I didn't feel like I had to like not be myself and so I thought that like a sorority would allow me to have like a group of women I could always turn to in case you know something were to happen like in the future and I needed support and I didn't have that in in like going into college so I just kind of joined and like it definitely there are like ways where it can feel really inauthentic when you're going through like you can feel like the relationships are forged but the key is to like when you're if you are to go through like you have to be a hundred percent yourself the entire way or you're going to feel like everything is being forced like it's definitely a process that's designed to make it feel like it's forced like so to anybody coming into Greek life in the first glimpses of course it seems like okay they're putting up a like putting on a show like it definitely seems like all the girls are the same but like when you can find that one room or that one sorority that like kind of like you can see through all of that and like they're really authentic with you then you'll know like okay I feel better about this like they're actually remembering my name they're actually remembering like where I come from what's my story versus Mm -hmm. like surface level things like oh my major like they remember like how old I am like you know simple stuff like when you can Mm -hmm. kind of remember like when you know that sorority sisters are remembering what makes you you then like that's when I felt the best like about my decision going in because I felt like okay I, they genuinely know me for me and it wasn't like an artificial kind of thing from the start so like but you know the other rooms that I went to I had felt that like inauthenticity like oh they're just kind of like mm-hmm. surface level so I think it all depends on your like the processes of what is what you make it like if you kind of have a stereotype up of like oh like I don't even know why I'm doing this I'm just gonna see how it is like you know like but I know that all sororities are the same or like I know that all girls act the same and the relationships are not real like then if you keep that same energy throughout the process it's going to be even harder for you to find a home per se but like when I went in I was like I'm just kind of going all in like I'm just gonna you know present myself for who I am and just 
if I don't find anybody like a match, then it's cool. But, you know, it wasn't going to define my college journey regardless. But um, it ended up being like a really authentic experience for me. But I know some people can't really say the same. I guess it just depends. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's good that you found like you were able to have the authentic experience mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. you were able to be happy with your results with yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm sure there are those people that like mm-hmm. are low key miserable. Yeah, being a fake self mm-hmm. just to please their sisters, you mm-hmm. know, stuff like that. Yeah, it's yeah. like one of the biggest reasons for like people who want to drop and. <clears throat> So that's why I became, like, the chapter wellness for my sorority. So that, like, if anybody wants to try to drop, they have to, like, con- like have a conference with me. And then we talk about where they're at in their journey, like, with, with my sorority. And then, like, where they're, you know, like, what they're doing. And, like, why do they feel the way they do? And then my job is to try to, like, you know, give them the resources or, like, connect them with a the sister they might have not connected with before to, like, keep them in the sorority and, like, remind them of the reason why they joined. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it definitely helps when you, like, are in it for a longer period of time and then you know your purpose when you're there. So you're not, like, you don't feel like you're just a number. Like, I definitely don't feel like I'm just a number in my sorority. But I can't say the same for, like, a big school or, like, you know, a bigger, yeah. like, southern school where there's so many girls, mm-hmm. like, you know. So it's definitely a nice experience at VCU, but I don't know. Um, can't really speak about anything else, but <laughs> that's just from... yeah. Like I have experience. If if I didn't if I didn't hear about your perspective of sorority life and mm-hmm. what like your experiences, then I would still assume like, oh, Greek life is just fake people mm-hmm. getting together. Not fake people, but like people getting together, creating fake friendships. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm happy I got your perspective on that. Yeah. 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 I think it's definitely a lot of like stuff that we see in movies and like stuff that we see from like. I guess if you're like if you're not affiliated from like like parties that you see sorority girls at or whatever, like, it's very easy to come up with an idea of how they interact with themselves, or, like interact with each other, and how they present themselves. But um, I think like going into it, it was definitely different from um, like a sister's perspective because we were doing all things behind the scenes and of course nobody sees but it's like mm-hmm. you form the sisterhood first and then you like branch out and like you feel more comfortable with these girls um but there are some people who do tend to abuse the sisterhood or like make it seem like you know it's like they use greek life to get into parties they use greek life to like get yeah. like gain clout per se on campus like it's just a mm-hmm. there's so many ways you can like abuse that and like use that to make it seem like you're like you're something that you're not and so you know, it's, like, girls like that who we, like, tried. It's hard because we only have three days of recruitment. But, like, <laughs> it's just, we kind of just, you know, you got to really hone in on, like, what makes each girl each girl. And, like, understand, like, you're adding these girls to a sisterhood that ha- has been preserved for years based on these values. So, like, if you mm-hmm. look at the girls for who they are, it's really not hard to recruit really good girls. But, like... You know, there are some people who recruit mm. based on looks, based on how things are supposed to look in their Back. pledge class. Yeah, so, you know, not going to name Back. drop, but, like, you know, it's out there. So, uh-huh. um, you can kind of tell on each campus. But, you know, diversity right. is key, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, I mean, hopefully that gets mm. better, too, throughout yeah. the years, like, diver- like, diversity and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope with everything in general, like, I 
this doesn't really like relate to sororities mm-hmm. or frats, but like I was reading this article about a girl at VCU on the lacrosse team. She's like an alumni now, mm-hmm. and she talked about how she was just like very misrepresented within her team, mm-hmm. like um, being a black woman on the team. Like she felt like her teammates. I, I don't know if the right word is being racist, but, like, I think they basically were, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> like, they were basically discriminating her, and, like, she encounter like, she recounts this one time where she got injured, and she, they were going on, like, a tournament, like, over the weekend, and she had gotten permission from her coach and was like, hey, like, I can't play, it's okay if I go back home, like, while you guys travel away, and he was like, yeah, go ahead, so she did, and then when they came back, her teammates just started basically hounding her, and were like, saying that what she did wasn't right like this was a team bonding thing and she wasn't there for it this and that but then she felt like she couldn't even be able to express how she felt about her teammates who were basically being discriminatory towards her and in general like she just especially with everything that's going on VCU lacrosse put out a statement that was like we stand with like in solidarity with the black community this and that Mm -hmm. but she at the end of it was like I just don't know how they can say that when they couldn't even basically stand up for her when she was on the team and I think that's like the the issue with a lot Mm -hmm. of um, like colleges like big top colleges like they say all these things but then they'll have coaches who who will be wearing Mm -hmm. like like for example one, one college I think it was like Ohio State or something he was like a football a coach who's wearing um, a, con- a very like right wing conservative news broadcast like t shirt, mm-hmm. and one of the players had to literally call him out and was like, I don't know why you're wearing like on Twitter, was like, I don't know why he's wearing this. Basically, saying like, I think he was like, I'm not gonna play for him if he doesn't like apologize. Oh my god, but it's like, why should a kid that's like 19, 20, 21 have to literally tell a 50 year old man like? hey what you're doing like what you're right. wearing isn't right oh or like God. calling out a system or like an organization and be like hey that's not right like you can't do that yeah like we shouldn't have to be telling people what's wrong or right like you should already know if you're educating yourself exactly I think it's just like people just don't I think some at this point like whoever is trying to or not even trying to like just wearing stuff or like not even trying to educate themselves on what they're doing or like what is what's been wrong and what what they've been doing wrong in the past and how they should better themselves like at this point it's just ignorance that like they're purposely doing because like Mm -hmm. you know we we kind of been saying it for a while like you're either you're either like it's not enough to be anti-racist like you need to literally be like either you're on one side or the other and so people are literally choosing their side right now like in the next like in the past few weeks like we've seen people just really show their true colors with this whole movement going on and like you can clearly weed out like now who is for the movement and who is against progression of Mm -hmm. our people like so it's really irritating that like you know it's it's frustrating to see, but I'm glad that it's happening now. So that way, you know, like we might have lost friendships along the way. We might have lost allies, but at the same time, it's like it's all uh, for the greater good. Necessary. You know, yeah, so it was right. definitely really even. Mm-hmm. So were they even part of like? Should they even be considered friends or mm-hmm. like allies in that sense? If yeah. they couldn't even 
for me it's like it's just a basic human right for mm-hmm. people to be equal for be- people to just be to be seen mm-hmm. I feel like and be heard so people who are against it to me it's like why that's like how I, I like that's my first question like why and it's like second like what if I truly believe that white people are afraid that the minority black people Hispanics Asians will gain power mm-hmm. and that basically what they did to like all these minority groups will happen in that yeah but it's like why are you so scared and why don't you want change mm-hmm. if you're so afraid of them doing this like if you you know it's bad if you don't want it to happen to you mm-hmm. so right. like but clearly you know <laughs> what was going yeah, on no there's so. obviously right. like so like the number one excuse I feel like for white people is oh it was in the past like it happened so long ago mm-hmm. but that's not the case at all like interracial marriage wasn't a thing until like the 1970s mm-hmm. with Loving versus Virginia yeah like it was literally illegal for people of color and white people mm-hmm. to get married so it's like no it wasn't that long ago that was literally 50 like, literally years ago. yeah we wouldn't we wouldn't be a thing if that didn't happen Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, all three of us wouldn't be I, mm-hmm. at all. Maybe we would, but like it'd be legal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our parents would literally go to jail for it. Yeah. But it's like stuff Why? like this wasn't that long ago. Jim Crow wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. Slavery really wasn't that long ago, if you think about it. Like some people's grandparents yeah. are still alive who were slaves. Mm-hmm. And you can literally look at us and be like, oh, like that's in the past. Like basically get over it. Mm-hmm. But y'all can't get over the fact that you lost the Civil War and you right. still want to hang up your Confederate flag. Yep. Interesting. But let's keep it rolling. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I just don't understand. <laughs> no, it's oh. literally, I, I don't know if you guys have seen this. It's um, like a debate of like high schoolers. It's like yeah. SME or something. That's the name. And this little white boy, this white boy that you think would like be against black people was just, he was bringing in facts. Like he was like, yes. the Confederacy was- like was racist. Like they began off of racism, like this and that. <laughs> and this other white kid just started like chiming in and was like, well, you know, the Confederacy is like a part of our history. So like, I don't see a problem. Like, waving our flag like this and that and this white kid like literally looked at him and he was like the confederacy started off like from racism like they wanted to keep their slaves started pulling out facts (laughs) was like this is what was stated in the confederacy's um constitution like everything's the same from our constitution except Mm -hmm. for this one part and this kid was like going in like he was like no way he was gonna lose this debate to this way <laughs> like I don't know but it was amazing bro I was like, when I tell you I had to I had to stop watching that because I was just getting so frustrated like I didn't finish the mm-hmm. video because, yeah like, no I had I to stop like, it too yeah because yeah. people no matter what like even if you have a debate people are gonna stick with what they believe in mm-hmm. honestly in my from my perspective there's literally no point in I mean, yeah, you gotta educate people, like, people have to be That's not your job. But, yeah, but you can't force someone to believe in what you believe in, like, it's just not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah. there's just... I think there is some no science behind debates, that. though. Like, when you do have a debate with someone, like, it's, um, 
even if it seems like they're not going to change their mind like there's like i remember we were doing this research thing in my like poli sci class that was like the science of debate and it was saying like usually there's like a percentage of people who like after coming out of a debate and they're supposed to be arguing their case like it, they usually learn like a certain amount more than they did before going in and then like the party that's like that is supposedly in the wrong usually learns from it after like a certain amount of days after the debate like it comes up in their like subconscious when they're thinking about it because if you're on a platform Mm -hmm. talking to somebody back and forth about like what you believe in um no matter how like strongly like grounded you are in what you believe like it's still in your subconscious for like a few a few days after that so it's like debates are worth like you know Mm -hmm. they are beneficial to participate in but you know it does get heated sometimes but i think that like you know it's important Mm -hmm. to try to at least like it's i think it's the, the easiest way to at least try to like if you are offering yourself to then like you know educate others and let them know like this is what i see going on this is what's wrong and like these people are siding with me so you know just trying to prod your brain a little bit for why you think the way you do like i think it's beneficial in some ways but yeah and um in other ways people kind of come into debates with their point that they want to make and then think they're going to get right off with that and then like and it and it all end it there and then think that everybody's going to side with them when they could very well be the only one in the wrong so i think it's just changing your mindset when you go into a debate is also you think but i don't know i feel like it's Mm -hmm. (laughs) i feel like it's like really frustrating though because Mm-hmm. especially like I don't have personal experience but like being a black person and just having to like literally repeat yourself over mm-hmm. and over and over to people and then them being like well educate me like educate me on this mm-hmm. educate me on that but it's like there are so many resources now mm-hmm. to educate yourself if you want to be educated go out go read a book mm-hmm. go watch a fucking documentary mm-hmm. like just there are so many resources out there that will help you educate yourself you shouldn't have to go to the first black person you see or your black friend and be like well can you educate me on this Mm -hmm. because if you truly wanted to be educated you would already be doing it right Mm -hmm. now and like finding the resources that you need exactly because i I bet it gets tiring like listening on deaf ears Mm -hmm. like speaking on deaf ears like yeah it's it's just it's like people are afraid that after each like a lot of black people are dying for the police and like you know they're hashtagging their names people are worried that like oh people are just going to be desensitized to it stuff like that but me personally every time I hear a name and see a face it just hits me Mm -hmm. even more like it just gets it's just like Mm -hmm. exhausting honestly emotionally exhausting so it's like I honestly avoid the news. I avoid social media because it just stresses me mm-hmm. out so much. And it's it's unavoidable, I know that, but like sometimes you just have to step back and not focus on it too much because it can yeah. be too much. Yeah, for sure. I mean, these are human beings. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I feel like people don't really realize that like the people that died are human mm-hmm. and like they have families who they can't just like get on Twitter and then read about it and then get off and like mm-hmm. forget about it. Like no, they are living this day by day and realizing that someone that they love and cherish is gone. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in a sense, like we get that luxury of being like, oh, now is my time to like talk about this person or like 
spread awareness about them or like this and that but these people it never stops for them Mm -hmm. it's like constant like they will always remember that person who they are and how they got brutally murdered for the color of their skin yeah Mm -hmm. and especially like George Floyd's daughter like I feel like for me like if I was her age I would be terrified Mm -hmm. like knowing that my father died and it's like literally broadcasted all over the news like his death Mm -hmm. and as she gets older like she'll have to see that and like realize that based off the color of her skin like she has to worry about a lot more things than like I would have to and like at that point in her, at that point, like there's no way she's gonna be able to trust the police yeah. completely because they were responsible for her father's mm-hmm. murder. Like there's nothing that you can mm-hmm. tell her that'll ease her, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in that way. So, and that's happening to literally so many people yeah. around the world. So many family members, like their friends, like. It's just like a wildfire of mm-hmm. police distrust, yeah. and yeah, I think it's just it's, it's, just it's disgusting because like there's been no regulation of like how they are trained when they're going through the academy. Like there's so many ways that they have been slipping through the cracks, and like nobody's really done anything like to really think about police reform. Like why are we just now thinking about it now? You know, like there's everything is happening now, but like why did it take? so many murders for them to actually think about change like well maybe this isn't the right way to approach things like maybe a chokehold isn't the best way to restrain someone and it shouldn't be the the go-to restraint or the go-to way to put somebody in a position where you could make a successful and you know compliant arrest like there should be other levels to it and like why is your first instinct to grab your gun and think that you're in danger like especially with the whole um mm-hmm. oh my gosh I think it was Ray Shard, but yeah, like when the guy at Wendy's is that the same? Yeah, that's Ray Shard, I think. Mm. Ray Shard Brooks, but yeah, like he was clearly that's yeah, the, that's yeah. the one case I had an issue with because like the most because <laughs> I was just looking through everything and like rewatching that body cam video and like also the the video at Wendy's like of him clearly running away. Like the police have a job to de-escalate that situation. Like. If you can clearly see him running away from you and, like, yes, like, he pulled your taser on, on you, like, your own weapon, but you ha- he had a taser and y'all had a whole gun. Like, how is that even equivalent to anything? Like, and then at the same time, like, you had his license plate at that point. You had his ID information. Like, you could have easily got back in your vehicle and found him at a safer location and made a successful, safe arrest. You didn't have to sit here and finish the job by shooting at him. Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't make any sense. And, like, the bullet hit another car that had a family in it. Like, at that point, you're putting multiple people in danger. Like, you just don't care at that point. Like, there was no de-escalation whatsoever. Yeah, like, there should be de-escalation tactics that they have to understand and go through. And if they don't follow that protocol, then they should just automatically be cut. Like, they shouldn't even be allowed to wear that badge. Like, it doesn't, you know, we're, we're meant to coexist and not, you know, like the historic value of the police like if you think about the background of them like they were once created to literally capture escaping slaves like slaves who ran away mm-hmm. from their slave right. owners you right, know right, right. and so for that to evolve over the years into what it's been 
like it's so easy for black people to look at them at how they you know what how they were created to be and what they're created for their main purpose so when you the minute you put a black person in a position where they feel in fear because of the police like your mind is automatically reverted back to how these policemen were trained like what they were built on like all that is running through your head so like they should at least have some idea of you know like a different mindset for if they're arresting somebody who's black if they're arresting somebody who's a minority in general like why is it the same why is it not the same across the board for everyone you know it's just it's sad you can see the racial disparity in front of you every day like irritates me i'm sorry i had to just speak my piece <laughs> no it's definitely true though because yeah. i feel like people in power just kind of overuse it mm-hmm. and that was shown in like one experiment the sta- the sta- stanford prison experiment mm-hmm. where they like put a group mm-hmm. of college kids like one were um prisoners and the other were like basically police mm-hmm. or security guards and once they realized that they could do whatever they want, they were in charge. They started like beating these people for like no reason, like yeah, yeah, basically showing their power. And I think that really does show like what police do. Like they, once they feel like they are in power, and I feel like this is in general like our government, like white men in power, like they will do anything they can to keep themselves in power. They will mm-hmm. do anything they can to like make sure that the minority stay the minority mm-hmm. and that no one else can take overrule them because mm-hmm. they are so afraid of being overruled and losing that type of power exactly Ugh. so it's gonna be crazy to see like i think especially our government like when the democrats started kneeling mm-hmm. like what is that gonna do yeah like get your ass up start making laws like don't fucking kneel in front of a camera and be like, we stand in solidarity with you. Like, it's stupid. No, that's not going to fix anything. Like, you need to, you are literally <laughs> the lawmakers. Bruh. Like, go back in there. And do what you gotta do. Just, <laughs> yeah. Like, you should at least be putting yourself to good use right now. Like, you saying all this stuff, like, if you think about it, like, I saw something that said, like, the people who we need to be reaching right now with our platforms aren't aren't, aren't going to watch your story. They're not going to watch, like, like read through your tweets. Like, there are people who, you know, are the older generation who just don't utilize social media in any way. So we need to take our efforts offline and actually do something about it. Like, you know, you can say all this stuff and you can post whatever, but until you actually walk the walk, like, <laughs> you're all talk. So I think it's just irritating. Mm. People don't realize the importance of trying to you know do everything you can to reach the right crowd the crowd that we need to be you know coaching into coaching out of this idea of systemic racism like they just don't you know it doesn't happen overnight but i think that we're just we need to realize what population we're trying to get to (laughs) for sure yeah yeah jeez I guess that was our little rant about what's going on <laughs> nowadays. I guess that's the tea. Is that the tea? Right. We that was the tea for today. We kind of went all in. The tea for today. Right. We're starting off juicy. <laughs> right. It's not personal juice. It's more We're like off. no, yeah, just some juice right. we've had simmering in our brains for a little bit. <laughs> right. It's crazy. Uh, I'm proud. I'm happy we talked about that. Though. Yeah, me That's, too. It's a very necessary topic to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah people just aren't educated yeah but, but yeah <laughs> um I guess on a lighter note um maybe <laughs> maybe we can play a little game here yeah. uh, shall okay. we alrighty well well me and Katrina thought of doing something called the accent game oh lord <laughs> here we go so, first of all, can y'all even do, can y'all do good accents? Um, I'm curious. Honestly, not really, for real, for real. I, I could do, like, a pretty good, like, English, Aussie accent, but that's not the only one like, hard, I think, but, like, I'm yeah. about to butcher every single right. accent. The, <laughs> see, watching Harry Potter, I have a little... A little, uh, <laughs> a what? <laughs> a little inkling of of skill oh, in English, but no, Aus- inkling, mm-hmm. tiny bit. Mm-hmm. But Australian is so different. Erica, let's hear yours, please. Oh my God, you're on a spot like <laughs> that. Um, I'm just. Ali loves to do that. Putting people on the do. spot. They're like, oh, I don't like. We gotta, we gotta, wait, we should come up with a sentence to say first and then all of us can say the same thing. Yeah, let's come up with a sentence. Um, we can say, um, I like cheesecake and, uh, I like to eat cheesecake and get my nails done. <laughs> can we do English first? Can we do English? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. Allie, you go first. <laughs> okay. Okay, what was it? I like to eat cheesecake and get my nails done. <laughs> Just so y'all have it as a reference. Uh, (laughs) Here we go. Let's hear the posh English accent. Are we all doing English? Okay. I think so, yeah. Oh no, it's terrible. All right. I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I feel so embarrassed. I know. Okay, so. You can turn your camera off. I like to eat cheesecake. And get my nails done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying. That's 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 my little that's accent. Pretty spiffy. I just say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> I have oh to get God. my nails done. This is not okay. I'm scared. All right, next. Bro, right, next. Erica's is the next. best. We already know. I can't. I don't okay, know about that. No, because Erica literally just be pulling it out the ass sometimes. Just for me. <laughs> I don't even oh, know. Okay. Don't look at me, guys. This is hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, we're video chatting while we're. Yeah, this is going to be awkward. Like... Y'all are confused. Okay. I like to eat cheesecake and get my nails done. <laughs> Hey, but I know that if we did a southern accent, bro, I'd try to fuck that one up. Give me that one. I would kill that. Why did we start with that one? I feel like my self esteem would be yeah, I feel like southern would have been like a lot easier for us, but let's edit that part out. Edit that part out, bro. Like, I can't, yeah, we'll edit that part out. I feel like I could literally just Wait, no. like start talking in an English accent. Like that's just like I don't know. It's so weird. Like if I feel like doing like okay, wait. Like, 
or not. Do it, Erica. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold on one second. So my name is Erica. I'm from the UK, and hey. it's quite bloody interesting if I do say so myself. <laughs> Period. I. There it is. Um, I do one. like to eat cheesecake and uh, get my nails done. Period. And I don't know, like, how do you know, like, the difference between, like, Aussie and British? Like, I think they, I don't uh, know. they say yeah a lot after they talk. You know, mate. Like, yeah. Like, I feel like, like they're kind of, it's like a little snappier, like a. Macros. Like a good day. <laughs> good day, mate. Good day. And they hold g'day. out their A's a little longer. <laughs> Like mate, <laughs> mate. All right, let's do something. Let's do something. I'm about to fuck this one up. Okay, let's do something. Maybe we should do a different, uh, different sentence. Or I guess you guys can say whatever you want. Okay. Well, bitch, I like to eat cheesecake and get my nails done. Period. <laughs> Period. 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 <laughs> That's on site. My nail lady. Can I she do? Be <laughs> I really just want to do like a typical like <laughs> Southern accent, like oh, like a dog. Hey y'all, how y'all doing today? Like oh, hey y'all, right? Hey y'all, Hi, I'm gonna y'all. go to the Cracker Barrel today. I'm go so get me some biscuits. <laughs> cracker Barrel. The... I can't. Yeah, I... Uh, did... Ooh. <laughs> did y'all see that tweet right. where it was like, oh, it was like fire a white lady, call it firecracker. <laughs> I was dying. Twitter had me weak, bro. Oh god, bro. And it had a little Squidward meme when they were like, "Where's the one?" I'm sorry. I, had oh. I, I think I've, I think I've seen the meme. Yeah, it's like a pretty new meme. Yeah, it's new. I love it. It's funny. Ugh. Jesus. Love Twitter. Why did I just think of another thing to say in a British accent? Like, have you watched like? Have you guys ever watched like really bad like reality British TV? Yes, I think I watched like, so, like the, what is it, Love Island or something? like Love Island? Yeah, yeah, Love Their Island. Favorite thing is like they'll be like, "Bruv, <laughs> bruv, are you mad, bruv? Are you mad? <laughs> are you fucking mad, bruv?" Have you, bruv? will be like this. Have you lost your fucking wanker? <laughs> Have you lost your fucking wanker? <laughs> Oh they'll be like, so they'll be like, he's quite hot in it. Quite hot in it. <laughs> in it. In it. In it. Love. Oh my god. It's like in it, bruv, love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god. Everybody yeah. on the orientation team has like the best British accent. I love it so much. It's fun. Oh. I love a nice British accent. Think, what are like your like favorite accents? I really like Irish, Russian. Mm. Russian Australia. and Australian yeah I do like a nice like Australian mm-hmm. accent I like French. Like, French I just love how French Italian. people talk yeah. Italian is nice too I love Italian it's oh, like really yeah. just it's just a little sexy vibe to it it's just <laughs> wow what's, the, what's, what's oh. my baby's name my baby daddy's name <laughs> Massimo <laughs> Massimo Massimo Girl, you might chill. Massimo? Massimo? I don't know. Massimo. Massimo. 
Bruh. Hmm. He can have. Oh okay, Ellie. Oh, All right, yeah. Ellie, calm down. <laughs> oh. I mean, I'm weak. Oh my god, somebody help! <laughs> I still haven't watched it. I still haven't watched it. I'm not trying to. You still haven't watched it, and that's your baby, Addy? I'm really not huh. trying to. <laughs> huh? I'm not bothered, if you know what I mean. I'm I don't weak. want to do that to myself. So. Yeah, no. Period. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, but Erica, Erica definitely won that British accent. Yeah, period. She really did good on that guys. one. Too. Must be nice. Ooh, southern. Bruh. Yeah, Ali, let's hear. Yeah, you can do a southern one. Okay. Yeah, come on, sis. I need. Let's I need to have some birthday. I need to have some birthday. <laughs> Just literally do your most stereotypical southern accent. What should I say though? Like, hey y'all, y'all want some sweet tea or some? I don't know. Like, <laughs> damn. Well, that was pretty good. Look too. at my pickup truck. Yeah, you like. Hey y'all, finna get some. Y'all gonna go finish get some. <laughs> Hold on, I messed up. I messed up. I messed up. I messed up. <laughs> First of all, what the hell did girl just people, say? Wait a minute. People down here, people down here love to say finna. I can't. Yeah, finna is the word. They love though. to say finna with everything. Um, y'all, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do they love to say? Like, well, people love to say jit. Mm-hmm. Y'all have heard. Yes, right? yes, yes. My cousin's music. Have you heard I of can't. That? Jit? Yeah. yeah. Like legit? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Like That's jit real southern like... though. That's real southern. Honestly, this is jit is more of like a black thing for it sure. Is. It is, definitely. Jit basically jit means like if a guy is calling someone his girl, mm-hmm. oh that's my jit. Mm-hmm. Or like these jits over here, like <laughs> I guess you could say. I I'm not a native. Bro, I haven't either, heard so that in I a would... minute. No, no, yeah, that's but... my cousin. Yeah. I have never no, heard of that. Like we be on some black people telling no bullshit, for real, for real. <laughs> 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 I sound like my cousin. No, I love right, right. accent. Yeah, we finna we finna go to McDonald's. We gonna get, go to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> like we gonna do all this shit. We gonna we gonna eat some cheesecake. We gonna get our nails done. Oh, period. 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 Bro. Look, I can't. If you can't go to Bella's, yeah. don't chase. Where else can you go? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's upsetting me and my homegirls because we feel like we can't go. <laughs> 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 if we can't get it to Bella's, don't chase. Where the hell can you go? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> And it's upsetting me about homegirl because we just. That's the second line. Kills me every time. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh, shit. That video be killing me. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Jesus. Okay. 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 Well. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, guys, <laughs> for following along on that adventure. It's a little crazy. But as you can see, we're multifaceted, very talented. <laughs> <laughs> Young ladies, what can we say? 
Our tenders will be linked down below. Yes. Oh. Actually, I do Hinge now. Thank you. Um. <laughs> oh. Ah. <laughs> Find me on Hinge. I, mean, I do all three, but right. let me stop. And we very versatile. <laughs> <laughs> very flexible. You can, you can catch me on all three. Period. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Is that it, lady? Yeah. Um... <laughs> Is that? Yeah. I think it, we're. I think it's... <laughs> I think we're overdue. We... I think we're overdue. <laughs> so we did our thing though. Well, anyways, well, thanks we for did. allowing me to be yes, on here, guys. Erica. I really appreciate it. Thank, thank, thank you so you much guest. for being with us. I thank you so much. I truly enjoyed it. For being honestly, yeah. We yes. and now it's um, like three thirty. I think it's a good time. Yes, it's about four. It's about four a.m. But <laughs> Eastern time. It's okay though. Uh, do it for the do it for the, uh, the podcast. <laughs> we out here. Um, yes. Thank you for being our first guest, Erica. Yes, of course. It. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. We appreciate you. All right. Um, we'll hopefully we'll have another was, guest babe on soon. <laughs> <laughs> right soon. Um. Well, this was tea time with the Blazing Babe. Period. So, catch us on here next time. We'll see y'all later. Yeah, y'all. See y'all later. <laughs> Toodaloo. Peace. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>